Hey, thanks for checking out our show. If you like what you hear, we have tons of additional content at patreon.com slash the media lunch break. Said it couldn't be done. No, stop. Stop a second. Stop. I don't want to hear another fucking word out of your mouth until I get an update on the keys to the cheese saga. Chris, I have. Yes. Received. <gasps> old partial victory. What? We will not yield at this point. No. Because there is still more ground to cover. Yes. There's still more important work to be done. A good fight to fight. Yes. Over cheese. Still another hill to die on. Of cardiac arrest. (laughs) I went back to the Arby's I went to. Here's the thing. I learned a lot. I've been doing I'm a man. I've really done a beautiful mind on this. Okay. Yeah. With like, I got like a, I got like a chalkboard and like pieces of string going from one picture to another and just here. All right. I don't even know where to start. Yeah. But I went back to the initial Arby's that I first went to where they told me to my face that they hadn't received them. Right. Yeah. And I mentioned my plight, the plight of a man desperate for cheese. (laughs) Which is a plight many of us know. We all do. In a way, this is a fight for all of us. It is. I stood up for the little man and woman because women can eat cheese, too, unless they're yeah, lactose women intolerant. Women can eat cheese, too. Unless they're lactose intolerant. That's true. Although they could still. Damn it, Chris. Stop interrupting me. You're right. <laughs> I went back and I explained. I came in here on Saturday when I was when everybody said that's the time to come and get the cheese, the keys. And other things that rhyme. By the way, for anyone listening who didn't listen to the last episode, Arby's introduced this thing called the keys to the cheese. It's a keychain you can buy. No, no, no. just let him Google it. Just let him just Google no, cheese, the keys to the cheese. Okay? You're, you're, it was two dollars. And if you got listen, it. First of all, you don't need to explain it because everyone heard this. This this story, the story of the plight of a man just simply looking for cheese has resonated <laughs> with the people of America. Yeah. And and nay the world. Sure. Okay. You might even say it's melted the hearts of all, every American like a fine There it is. <laughs> there it is. My god, you are an artiste. Like a fine fondue. <laughs> <laughs> a cheesy Velveeta E. Now god damn it, if you bought this keychain, you get free unlimited dipping cheese from Arby's for the rest of the year, like like a cheese sauce. I don't even want that. I go to Arby's like four times a year, probably. Many people consider the dipping cheese the best kind of cheese. Yeah. Good night. Here, come on. Come here. Cannot tell the story without some tree bowl interrupting. Say good night, America. Good night, America. Thank you. It's going to think my name is America. I hope so. Anyway, I don't even want that. I go to Arby's like four times a year. I just want the fucking keychain. It looks cool. I like it. Yeah, it does so look cool. I go to my Arby's. I had gone there the first time. I brought my son and I was like, hey, mm-hmm. I, there's a keychain, right? I want that keychain. It's 30 minutes away, this Arby's, from my house. Yeah. And they were like, oh, sorry, the truck hasn't showed up yet. We don't know where it yeah. is. Yeah. Okay, fine, whatever. We'll just have lunch. Maybe I'll try again another time. Maybe I'll eat slow and maybe the truck will arrive while I'm here. It didn't. Oh, I, I had asked as well, like, is there a day I should come back? Can I call you guys? Like, how does this work? Yes. Can I pay for it now? Yeah. And when it shows up, come <laughs> in, in and advance. get the thing. Right. Sure. Like you can just reserve one, put it on layaway at Arby's. Put my two dollars in an envelope with my name marked on it. Yeah, and with an extra dollar in there just for you, if you know what I'm saying. Just a little. Yeah, I tell you. Yeah, tell you what. 
I'll give you a free cheese sauce <laughs> if you if you do me the sauce. I'll sling a little cheese your way. <laughs> yeah, right. Give you a cut. Yeah. A cut the cheese, if you will. So the woman there was like, oh, we usually get shipments in on Mondays. Try coming in next week at some point. So I came back in, I think, on Wednesday and was like, hey, did you guys ever get this? And the guy there was like, oh, no, but hang on. We did get this other thing. Let me let me I'll be right back. And then he came out with like <laughs> flicked you off. And then he, <laughs> I was going to say, then he came out with a gun. <laughs> he was like, yeah, we did get this other thing right here. There you yeah. go. In fact, we got two of them for you, bud. Yeah. There you go. And then he pulled out his penis. No. So, yeah. I did, but he came back and he had this little voucher and he was like, I, I did get this, this voucher. And he said it on the thing. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Uh, I get it. All right, cool. So, and I was like, do I, do I pay for this now? Like, is that the idea? Like a voucher for the keychain, right? Yeah. Um, and, or do I pick it up? Like what, how does this, Yeah. well, actually I was like, he was like, yeah, you pay for it now. And I was like, great. So I paid for it. And then I was like, so how does this work exactly? And, uh, I, I, like, I was like, I don't know. Am I supposed to, like, I wasn't sure if I pay for it now or if like, I pay for it when I switch it out for the thing. Right, 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 right. And he was like, oh no, whenever you go to Arby's, you just show them that little card and they'll give you a free cheese sauce. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. So I was like, oh. Okay, <laughs> thank you. You're like, bitch, I don't think you understand what the situation is here. Yeah. Okay, I want a fucking keychain. Because this, the keys to the cheese keychain is not just a key to the cheese. <laughs> it's a status symbol. It's the key to my heart. <laughs> it's something that says to other people, I'm better than you. <laughs> it does. Yeah. And I don't have a lot of that. I am $2 and a cup of cheese better than you are. Yeah. You lowly, dirty, disgusting. Oh my God. Rancid. Jesus. Piece of shit. Wow. So I uh, looked around on Reddit. Actually, I, I scoured the interwebs. Immediately the, the place you should go for something like this. Actually. No, hang on, though, because I wanted to learn more about it. And that's the uh-huh. place where information flourishes. So it's true. Both true and false, but it's out there. I found a whole thread about the keys to the cheese. Of course you did. And And? it turns out (gasps) each Arby's only received Uh seven keychains. No. According to people who claim to have been working at Arby's currently when this was happening, according to them, Mm -hmm. they all just took them. Because there's more employees than seven at an Arby's. Well, that's for sure. Maybe. I've never seen more than two, but I don't. Yeah, well, I don't, yeah that's true. I was like, at the length it sometimes takes to get my beef and cheddar, I don't right. necessarily yes. believe that, but okay. Yeah, I never say length and yeah. beef in the same sentence again, but they, uh, but evidently, yeah. they were buying them all immediately. The, the employees were? Yes. They were buying. So they could resell them. Oh, for $4. <laughs> Well, no, so that's why there's so many because I, I I think I told you last time I was uh, last time we recorded yeah. that I went looking for it immediately. I found them for 20, 30, 40, 300 dollars. Right. I'm still debating getting one of the ones. There's a bunch up there now for 20 bucks. Right. There's ones there's someone selling four of them for 100. Not bad deal. I know. And then I have three backups. <laughs> Because you forget your keys, but you but you won't forget your cheese. That's right. I can keep one at work. I can keep one in the car. You just keep it on a belt loop on your pants like it's something out of your utility belt. I might just give one to each Arby's and be like, hey, this is for the next time I come in. (laughs) And then the next time you come in, you go, hello, sir. I would like to purchase one of your finest keys to the cheese keychains, if you will. And they're like. 
buddy, can I just give you the thing you gave me? We can, we can be done with this transaction. <laughs> That's not even what I meant by that joke. I just meant they could keep it, uh-huh. and then they'd know when I come in, I get free cheese. Just give me the cheese. Yeah. But then you don't get the satisfaction of flashing the keychain. Of whipping it out. Yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah. They frame it. They frame <laughs> it, and they put it up on the wall with your picture next to it. Full disclosure, I was planning on using it to open boxes at work. Which, by the way, is amazing, because that keychain is round. I know. So- I know it is. That was not a euphemism, by the way. I really meant to like open cardboard boxes with it. Yeah. 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 Wow. But the fight isn't over. Yeah. I'm storming the Capitol this weekend. The fight continues on. Did you... um, Capital of Arby's. Did you... uh, Which I believe is in Wisconsin. Did you write to corporate? Not yet. You got to take this straight to the top, sir. I am. I wanted to give an update on the show first. Because I didn't want too much of an update. Sure, this has to be a sure. saga. We got to spread it out sure. like a fine cheese sauce. Oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> I see what you did there. Yeah, over a nice, hot, beefy sandwich. Yeah. Which is the show. So the show is the sandwich. Is the beefy sandwich. Is the beefy sandwich. And the story. And the keys to the cheese saga. Is the cheese, is the cheese. sauce. The cheese saga is the cheese sauce. So is the show. The, the cheese b- sauce Okay. So are we the bun then, I guess? We are the buns. And the show is the beef. And the cheese. And the keys to the cheese saga is this cheddar. Because we encompass both the saga encompass- and the and show. And the show. Yeah. Chris, this is brilliant. You should have been a writer. I know. I call Top Bun. Welcome to the Media Lunch Break, bringing you all of your comic geek and movie news all of the time it takes to eat a good sandwich and get lost in a saga that encapsulates us all. My name is Chris Trevo, alongside me as always, this is my co-host Andrew Dunn. Say hello, Andrew. I've never been a problem being a bottom. That's true. You know, I like, I like that I think in my mind that when I start the show... Everything else is null and void. <laughs> like you couldn't have just waited for the intro to get done and be like, "No, I'm the top." But like, I as soon as I, if I start the show, then it, you can't bring it up. Yeah, it's like the no tag pack of of the podcast. Yeah. Oh man, Andrew, what for Christ's sake? We've been in this saga for saga, Saska, Saska, Saga, the nope, sauce. It's gone. We've been doing this for long enough because we got to get into the show right now because it is the yeah. best damn day of the week. It's the Tuesday news day. Oh my sweet cheese loving Christ! I know, right? Jesus <laughs> Christ! Jesus Christ! I almost said Christ on a cracker, and then I was like, wait, there was no cracker in this. I went, cheese to cracker to Christ on a cracker, and I was like, wait, no, I missed something there. I missed a step. Jesus on a cracker. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, It's the Tuesday news day. It is the Tuesday news day. It is. And we got some news. We got some news to get into, and we got a, we're doing the other reading assignment today, right? Yes. We sure are. Binary C by Captain Midnight. There it is. Which sounds like the badass album. (laughs) <laughs> from the 80s <laughs> then let's get into it let's neither dilly nor dally any longer okay. do you have some news i do chris yes it's almost march which means it's nearly time for the most important annual awards ceremony in the world the razzies <laughs> this year marvel received their first ever razzie and their second and their third all for the what sorry what 
What? Oh, that's right. And their fourth, all for their recent film, Ant-Man Quantum Mania. Chris, did this deserve four Razzie nominations? What were the Razzie nominations? The, okay, what were the so, nominations? So the, the film is up for... Also, wor- no, but go ahead. The film is up for worst sequel. Yeah. Uh, Michael Douglas and Bill Murray are both up for worst supporting actor. And Peyton Reed is up for worst director. No, none of this is true. No, it wasn't great. Also, this is their first Razzies, not the Eternals. No, evidently not. That must have been a rough year for movies. That makes. Yeah, really. (laughs) Jesus. That makes no sense whatsoever. This was bad. It's not a great movie by any stretch. But none of those people, none of them are to blame. I like. Hang on. So how we're going to word this? is that the Eternals got snubbed at the Razzies. Yes, the Eternals got snubbed at the Razzies. Should have swept at the Razzies. Should have been the should have been the fucking return of the king of the Razzies right there. But nothing, nothing. But this four no. Yeah, I know. No, none of them were that bad. Payne Reed was clearly trying his best as a director. The movie's not great, but it's definitely not the worst Marvel thing i've ever seen yeah it's just less than the sum of its parts it's just the right i mean again i mean not to get into another review of quantum mania but it was basically like you clearly had all these people who wanted to do the best that they could yeah and couldn't because they had to deal with like green screen that wasn't decided on yet so maybe i guess Maybe Peyton Reed, depending on how much of that process he's involved in. Which yeah, but there's also really no way of knowing that for certain. Like, is right, it Peyton Reed who saying. dropped the ball on that? Right. Or is it Marvel going like, no, don't do this or no, yeah. we can't give you this information or no. Yeah, whatever. Or saying yes to something and then on the day of shooting be like, oh, sorry, we can't actually do no, that. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. Or anything like that. But like Bill Murray's fine. I mean, you know, he's being Bill Murray. He's Bill Murray as Bill Murray can be in a Marvel movie. Yeah. Michael Douglas, like for a guy. Listen, here's the other thing for someone who like Bill Murray or even more so in this movie, Michael Douglas, who is an Academy Award winner. The son of a screen icon and a screen icon of himself. The fact that he clearly was doing this and trying and not simply cashing a check. I'm like, you know what? Leave him alone. He did a great job. Let the man die in peace. He didn't have to do this. He never had to do this. And the fact that he ever tries at all in this, like... Is it's kind of a miracle. Yeah. yeah, it's a miracle to to me. Most like a lot of the stuff, like him, Michelle Pfeiffer, and that Benny. When they get people like that, and these people are actually trying, like I'm like, fuck, th- these guys should get an award just for that. For the hey, I'm definitely stooping to this level, but I'm still doing my job. Oscar. Yeah, I actually part of me feels like there should have been a fifth Razzie nomination for uh, Ant Man: Quantum Mania for. Um, Jonathan Major's interview after his trial. Jesus, that thing's a train wreck. <laughs> that thing's more of a train wreck than Quantum Mania. Yeah. Holy Christ. We, we didn't talk about that when it happened, but good no. Lord. Yeah. That thing was just. Wow. I remember watching that and it was like, I mean, listen, there's nothing he could really say to make this better. But wow, I didn't think you could make it worse. Holy crap. Well, and also, what is he supposed to say? Like, like what I would expect him to say and what I would not expect, but like 
The only thing that he could say that would make me go, yeah, that's about right, is if he was like, yeah, I fucking did it, and that was a real shitty thing for me to do. Yeah. But he's not going to say that. No, he did it. Yeah, the, be- the, the best he could have done in that interview. I don't know where we're talking about this thing, but <laughs> the best that he could have done in, the, in that interview. He's a quantum mania actor. We're talking about quantum mania. Yeah, to say, to, to say exactly what he said, which was where they were like, did you do it? And he's like, no. And yeah. I was like, yep, that sounds... Exactly like what you should have said. And at that point, one of its publicists should have run in and been like, and that's the interview. Thank you very much. You You asked the one question. Thank you very much. And we got you a 30 second answer and you can run that on Good Morning America for the rest of the week. Yeah. Thank you very much. But like, man, that was just holy crap. Yeah, this shouldn't have gotten this. No, this should not be this. This should not be this. This should not be this. Do you think up for worst movie? Just that? I guess. And yeah. Not that it should have won. No. But like I could, a nomination. I mean, it, I, yeah, I, I, it's understandable. I think I also don't know. Do the Razzies do what? Five nominees? I don't know what they I think they make it up every year. They yeah, have, I think so. I think, nom- I think they're just well, like and, and it's up for worst sequel. Like, I feel like yeah. it could be. I, I feel like that as a nomination is probably fine. That makes sense. Like how many bad sequels have there been? In the past year. Some would probably put Indiana Jones in there. That's two. Yeah, that one's probably in there, yeah. Uh, but you see what I mean? Yeah, like, if you yeah. need a handful. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, wait, I mean, I didn't see the Marvels, so I don't know. But, you know, that it tanks. You're the reason it didn't do very well. It's true. Well, I, you know, because it's three women. I'm not going to watch that for two hours. Jesus. Wow. And two of them are people of color. And none of them t- show their nips. No. So I. Jesus. You're just the <laughs> fucking worst. Here we go. Worst. So the category is. It's the it's worst. Jonathan Majors and then me. We all know this. <laughs> the right? worst prequel remake ripoff or sequel. The uh, nominees are Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. The Exorcist Believer. Expend expendables. Yep. Uh, Indiana Jones and the Dial. <laughs> okay, this is what they wrote for this one. Indiana Jones and the Dial of Still Beating a Dead Horse. That's fair. And Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. Of a sequel. Wait, what is it? Sequel or remake? What? Prequel, remake, rip off or sequel. Oh, rip off. I guess that's where that would be is yeah. rip off. OK, sure. Sure. Which, by the way, Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey, the Razzie is probably the best press. It was some of yeah. the best press it could get. It's just yeah. to be nominated for a Razzie. It's an honor just to be nominated. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, this. Yeah, I guess best, you know, or worst. We always say best. Yeah. Worst. I know. Worst sequel. <laughs> I do that every time I talk about the Razzies. I yeah. accidentally yeah. say yeah. best. Worst. Yeah, I guess it's worst sequel. Sure. Sure. But everything else, you know. The Razzies also have a history of just being like yeah. it's not even fun Shocking. anymore yeah i know right but i'm just like it's not even fun like yeah, there, there are times when they nominate like kids or something i'm like it was Shut a ki- the yeah fun. right it was a kitschy idea for when it first came out and now it's like oh this thing again yeah it's fun there we yeah. go shitting on things people worked really hard on that some people really like awesome everything that's wrong with the, this kind of community well that's the thing it's it's fun yeah it's fun when it first started it would be like they would nominate stuff like like Catwoman, right. stuff. like stuff that is clearly like, wow, how did this dumpster fire ever? Yeah, happen? Like I probably swept uh, like when it came out, cats probably swept the Razzies. Right. It's that type of thing. Yeah. But now it's like, you know, it, they just feel like being whoever they feel like dissing. That's who they're going to go after. Yeah. Shit yeah like yeah. that. Speaking of awards, should we talk about the Oscars? Chris, the yeah. second most important annual award ceremony after the Razzies is here. 
the Grammys. <laughs> but I don't want to talk about the Grammys because I think it's about time to bring back a classic segment of ours. Chris. Yes. Hollywood is sexist. There it is. Because the Oscars has snubbed Margot Robbie and Greta Gerwig. Yeah. Uh, that's a whole thing that uh, is happening. Yes. And listen, I, uh, you know, I'll talk about this briefly, but let's be honest. We're not going to say anything that hasn't already been said, mostly by its own cast, really, which good yeah. on them for coming out. And, well, and I'm like, doing a video on it that is that already went up yesterday by the time people are listening to this. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. But yeah, this listen is, to that. We'll go watch that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like the fact that Ryan Gosling, I love that Ryan Gosling got a nomination and he's like, this is bullshit. Like it just. Yeah, I love it. That's fantastic. And, uh, you know. I'm now not that this makes it better, but I'll just I'll also say like they Margot Robbie and Greta Gerwig are nominated for best picture. I think Gerwig's on that for best picture, but I, I know Margot Robbie is. All right. But, uh, and and Greta Gerwig is for screenplay. Sure. And also probably production design, right? Uh, well, she wouldn't be nominated for production design, whoever the production oh, really? designer is. But that's what I'm sure. saying. I, think, I would assume the director would have a hand in that, but I guess maybe not. But they, I mean, they would have a hand in it, but they don't usually get listed because that's not gotcha. their, their, you know. Okay. But I think it, if Greta Gerwig is listed as a producer, then she gets it for picture. But I know she's nominated with Noah Baumbach for for uh, screenplay. So again, that doesn't make it better, and that doesn't excuse it. Yeah. But just so that people aren't think, thinking they're getting completely shut out. Here are the handful of things that I mm-hmm. think are strange about this because I, I've seen a lot of defense of this of like, well, just because a movie is nominated for best picture, that doesn't mean the director has to be, you know, or whatever. No. Uh, I've seen people say like, yeah, the movie was good, but honestly, Margot Robbie was bad, which I do not, do not agree, agree with, but, yeah. but look, okay. You have your opinions, whatever, whatever. Here are the main things that I find odd about this one that Ryan Gosling as Ken was not a lead role. Just to start off with, okay. like, that's yeah. a surprising thing to me. Yep. It, also, America Ferrera, it feels weird to call that a supporting role. But also, uh, but that's all kind of small potatoes for me. The other, the real big thing that is shocking to me is we all, not we all, but like the Academy agrees mm-hmm. that Barbie deserves a nomination. It has the potential to be awarded the best picture of the entire year yeah. award. Yeah. But they're also kind of implying that the reason it is worthy of that title. Right. Is not because of the direction. Right. Or because of the lead, any lead actor in the film. Correct. Because only the supporting actors have been uh, given nominations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I don't understand. Like all those people absolutely contribute and the other stuff. There's like music right. and sure. You know, whatever else. The production yeah, design, the two writing songs. Yeah. Right. And all of that certainly adds to the quality of the film. Right. But it certainly isn't as good a movie as it is solely because of the production design, the music, the writing and two supporting actors. Right. So that's where it becomes surprising to me. It's not just one thing. It's not like, you know, sometimes you get like, you know, uh, um, I could see like this happening with Joker. If Joker is on the nomination for best picture yeah and the director isn't but joaquin phoenix is that makes sense to me because he's carrying the movie right yeah. and i could see that for i'm sure there's another movie where i could see that happening right. as well right where like the, sure. the actor's decent but the director is really clearly who shines in this like a yes. francis ford coppola or steven spielberg or scorsese right. or something like that right 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 I, it's just odd to me that the two powerhouses of this film yep are not what may according to the academy not what make it as good as it is 
is. Correct. And I, you know, here's the thing. I, you're right. Now that I think about it, I'm a little surprised. America for I understand being in the supporting because I think they would want like if you're going to put someone for the lead, it's definitely going to be Marco Robbie. And you and but it's you like, can have two different people in the same category. You can. But also they all uh, the film or the studio. I think it's really the studio. They choose what categories to submit people in. Sure. And also they one of the reasons they do it is they look at who they think is going to or what other pictures are going to get nominated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they have a, like Ryan Gosling. I understand what you're saying. And I, I wouldn't disagree with you as far as lead actor. However, lead actor is a very strong category this year. And so I think they're like, we have more of a chance of him winning an Oscar. Yeah. For this movie in supporting America Ferrera is another one where it's like also it she like in the movie called Barbie. Yes, I could see what you're saying. Like you can have two leads and she, you could call her a second lead. But when the movie's called Barbie, it's like Barbie's the lead. You know what I mean? Sure. Like this yeah, but I understand what you're saying. And I think also she's another one where it's like you're more likely to get people to get behind nominating her sure. if you say she's a supporting role and everyone yeah. goes yeah that's true because i kind of assumed that if anyone was going to be up for best supporting male uh actor it would have been will ferrell oh yeah 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 i can see that yeah or, or michael Sarah. actually honest to god i had that thought as well yeah. like that would have been a good one that would have been a good one i okay i think and again i'm not saying that this is right or agreeing with me i think as far as margot robbie not getting nominated i think what happened here is something that i kind of mentioned when we reviewed barbie and it's this i think what happened is that everyone is sexist but yeah. also when you have a movie called barbie and you have margot robbie as the lead and then she does a really good job as barbie everyone always everyone just goes yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's not a surprise that she did a really good job in this. A, a already Academy Award nominee who looks like Barbie yeah. played a really good Barbie. Yeah. And everyone goes, yeah, that's that's that that fits. Right. So you get the idea of like, this it doesn't catch big a, the attention. It doesn't catch the attention. It's not that big of a stretch. Still think she should have been nominated because it is a fucking stellar performance in an amazing movie. Yeah. I think Ryan Gosling gets nominated because of what I said when we reviewed it, which is he comes out of absolutely nowhere with this. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like yes. did not foresee Ken being this good of a part written for him. And he blows it out of the water on top of the great material. And so you're just going, how did you, it's like making something from nothing. It's yeah. like getting blood from a stone. Yeah. And so he gets the nomination. The biggest travesty to me, like I said, as I, which I think, you know, obviously we're in agreement on is, is Greta Gerwig for director. Yeah. This movie is directed all over the place. Yeah. Like, you know, again, your Joker analogy is spot on. Like Todd Phillips did a, a fine job on that, on that movie, but Joaquin Phoenix is that movie. Yes, he is. Yeah. The you're right. The production design is incredible in this. The writing is incredible in this. The performances are incredible in this. The sound design is, you know, the, the music is incredible in this. None of that comes together. You can't have all those moving pieces be absolutely stellar and come together in such a cohesive way yeah if you don't have the direction for it which is exactly what the director does what i've been telling people is without greta gerwig and margot robbie's performance 
it's you have a different film. You do. It's a different it's movie. It's a completely different entirely. Thing. Aside from the writing, again, all those parts up separate from each other, fantastic. But the fact that they cohesively make such a amazing piece of cinema is because of Greta Gerwig. And I'm like, how do you not nominate her? I don't understand. I know that they say like, yeah, and yes, this is true. You know, the, they're based on the categories are voted on by people in that category or who could be in that category. Directors nominate and vote for directors, actors, blah, 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 blah. But there's a bunch of old white male directors. <laughs> yes. And I understand that. I understand that comedies typically kind of get the shaft in this. This is barely a but comedy, this is not though. your traditional comedy. Yeah. This is not, you know, it's not a Paul Feig movie where as stellar of a movie right. as it it's is. It's an eternal sunshine of the spotless mind comedy. Yeah, it's <laughs> as stellar as a movie as of a as a, a Judd Apatow or a Paul Feig or, or some, you know, comedy like that can be. It's understandable that directors would look at that and go, well, I mean, he didn't, you know, he got great performances, but that's right. he just pointed the camera and that's it. This is a hilarious, but also, I mean, you can see it on the screen. Everything on there is brilliant to, you know, the, you know, the guy who did the cinematography for this movie, he started, I was listening to an interview with Greta Gerwig. This guy started pre-production on Barbie then they had to go build all these massive sets for Barbie. So he had to step away. He had time. So he's like, no, I'm going to go and shoot this other movie. And then I'm going to come back and shoot your movie. The movie he shot in between was Killers of the Flower Moon, oh. which he is nominated for an Oscar for this year. Yeah. So he did an Oscar worthy nominated job on another movie. They came back and did this. I was like, you're getting these this crew, this amazing, you know, bunch of people together and having them work at their finest you know, do their finest work. That's what the job of the director does. How do you not look as a director, look at all these pieces going together and understand how well this was directed? Yeah. That, that to me is astounding. I wonder if they're just upset about the pink paint shortage that it caused. Yeah, that's probably it. Everybody wanted to paint their that? fucking houses. I know there was a paint shortage in, in the UK for pink paint because they used it all on this. But again, like, how do you not hear a fact like that and be like, wow, they really f- just went all out on this thing? Yeah, that does. Uh, I, I keep equating it to people to like primaries in the US. Like you don't you you put everybody in and maybe they pull out because they run out of money and the polling right, isn't right, right. great or whatever. But nobody just doesn't like if you're in the primaries. Right. You, they don't just like not show up on the ballot later, you know, or like right. or even like the grand jury. Like when we do like the judicial system in the U.S., right. there is a, a a group of people whose entire job it is, is to see the evidence and decide whether or not there is enough evidence that there might have been a crime committed. Right. And then another trial. Right. To really evaluate everything and determine if a crime was committed. But there's an initial group that's like. Is there any evidence? No. Then I guess is this no. worth even right. pursuing. Yeah. And to me, it's like I, we're not arguing about like whether she deserves the Oscar, Greta Gerwig, to win. or yeah. yeah, exactly, or whether Margot Robbie deserves the Oscar. We're just arguing over whether or not it deserves to be voted on. Yeah. That's the weirdest thing to me. And that I don't understand. I don't understand how it's not. Yeah. Like it's you know. This is and this is again, this is not a knock on any of the people who actually got nominated, because honestly, after looking at the list of nominees, like for in all these categories, these this is a good year. Like, I really do 
think this is a pretty solid year for the Oscars, despite the fact that they snubbed these people. And the, and again, the acting thing, and this is not me saying that she shouldn't have gotten it up, but the acting thing is less surprising also because this happens every year. There's always like, there's always a Paul Giamatti for sideways. You know what I mean? That like, yeah. you're just looking at a performance and you're like, how the hell that should have won, let alone get nominated. And, and it didn't even get nominated. That, that tends to happen this, but Again, the Greta Gerwig thing is the one that just really, I, I just don't understand. Yes, it, it feels sexist to me. I think it's partially because of the type of movie that she's getting snubbed for. Yeah. Which makes it, which amplifies that. Yeah. And part of me goes, I don't know if it's sexist. It's just, ba- it, I, and I think it's just because it's so mind boggling baffling. Yeah. That she's not nominated that I can't even get. I haven't even gotten through that to get to the sexist part of it. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Like, yes. it's just like, how do you not look at this movie and go, wow, that was directed the shit out of <laughs> yeah. and just not and just nominate we like in a blind test. If you were to show that movie and not put the director's name on it and just go, should we nominate that? Dire-? Maybe this is what we should do from now on. Maybe we should for writing and directing for actually anyone where where any category where a, where your face isn't on a screen we should no longer say the names of who did anything and then you should nominate the picture like nominate like whoever directed Barbie should get a nomination that type of thing and then reveal who the nominees are or what do you think about um the opposite that like we do that and don't put like anyone's names on anything, including actors. Right. And you just vote for like guy number one, guy number two, woman. Right. Or, you know what I mean? Right. And uh, and then the following year, the move after the awards have all been presented and given. Right. Right. The movies get released. Oh, so the nominee. So the nominating people get to see the movie. Like in a pr- in private screenings, right? Completely blind. Yes, Ooh. and then we get to just see the if we, I can only see one movie this year, it, it's going it to be, be the, the best, best picture. picture movie. Yeah, or it can be the one that the actor won. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. If that's my cup Ooh. of tea. Interesting. This feels like a better way to do this, doesn't it? Yeah, I would be fascinated. Just do it like one year where you don't tell people the names of who did anything. Yeah. And then nominate things. And I would be fascinated to see what happens. And if any awards shows would like to try this, the Oscars, the Academy Awards, uh, if you would like to try this, you are welcome to use my idea in exchange for one keys to the cheese. <laughs> oh, man. What? What? Uh, let's let's get off of this. Okay. Uh, what What else you got? I have a bunch of little things. OK. Uh, Lewis Pullman is cast a sentry. Yes. Bill Pullman's son. Oh, is that who that is? Yep. Get out of here. Yeah. I don't know anything about him. Okay. But uh, he's going to be playing the Sentry after Stephen Yun dropped out. Yes. So that's the thing. Yeah. Millie Alcock. Alcock. Yes. Is cast as Supergirl. Yes. So that happened. Um, yeah. She's she's known for House of the Dragon, which for those of you who, who know, uh, she was um, the very first. Oh, what is her goddamn name in the goddamn show? Targaryen. Targaryen. Uh, Rhaenyra. Rhaenyra Targaryen. Rhaenyra Targaryen. Is that a venereal disease? Yes, it is. Okay, great. It's named after this character. That's what you get after you have the keys to the cheese. Yeah. She was uh, she was the very first iteration of Rhaenyra Targaryen in, in House of the Dragon. She is. You I've watched the show. No. 
I did not. Grin- what is it? Rhaenyra. Rhaenyra Targaryen. Rhaenyra Targaryen. Fucking hate that universe. R-H-A-E-N-Y-R-A. Whatever. Targaryen. Okay, great. She's great, actually. I'm sure she is. I've watched the show. She's fantastic. Evidently, James Gunn has said that he had the idea to cast her as Supergirl when she first uh, started in the show, which was like a year ago. She's outstanding. Because she's very, uh, because I'll tell you what, she is at whenever that show filmed for her, which she would have been, I don't know how old she is now, but she, she was pretty young, or at least she looks young, but she, she was like commanding. Like she plays basically a future queen and she was like, I think in the show she was supposed to be like 12 or something. And you're like, fuck. Um, so she's going to be really good. I, I'm really excited to see her as uh, as Supergirl. Also, yes, El Muerto is back. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. I didn't hear this. What? Yeah. Uh, it's in development without Bad Bunny, it looks like. Oh, well, then what's even the point? <laughs> yeah. One day ago, El Muerto's back in development at Sony without Bad Bunny. The superhero flick was previously removed from Sony's upcoming slate altogether. That's crazy. I think. OK, here's what happened. Bad Bunny kept bothering Sony. He kept showing up to Sony's offices every day. And it was like, hey, what's going on with El Muerto? Hey, what's happening with El Muerto? Are we doing El Muerto? And they're like, oh, I'm so sick of this guy. God damn it. Um, actually, Bad Bunny, we're going to just tell him we're canceling it. We're canceling it. We're actually not going to do it at all. We're not doing it? No, we're not doing it, buddy. Okay. And this is him walking away now. Yeah. And then, and then the doors close and they're like, Wait, are we canceling it? And they're like, oh, God, no, we're not canceling it. Are, are you kidding? Crazy? This is going to make a billion dollars. I'm just so fucking sick. This of is this Superman's guy. most popular vi- spider. This is Spider-Man's most popular Somebody, villain. It's someone's most popular villain. <laughs> and we will decide whose popular villain it is later. But it's someone's. OK. Um, and then they're like, so now that that's done, we officially he's let he. We're out of the contractual agreement. Okay, great. Let's let's put it back on the schedule again. My God, I can't <sighs> believe that's back on. That's hilarious. Yeah, that's happening. Also, um, Chris. Yes. I've got some good news. Uh huh. And I've got some bad news. Okay. And I've got some exciting news. Okay. Because we are young, we are dumb. Yeah. And we're full of trailers. Yeah, we are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I've got a few here, including Dev Wick. Uh, which is Dev Patel's John Wick uh, called Monkey Man. <laughs> I haven't seen the tra- I haven't seen the full trailer for Monkey Man, but the parts I've seen, look yeah, it looks great. Great, he's directing it too, fantastic. right? I think he, he sure directed. is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, produced by Jordan Peele. Yes, that's it. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's great. Uh, all right, I'm going to save this one for the last one. Uh-huh. Uh, we saw. Yeah, you are. Uh, yeah, yeah. I know. We <laughs> saw a trailer for Roadhouse, the remake with. I um, did see a trailer for Roadhouse. <laughs> Jakey Gyllenhaal. <laughs> yeah, uh, people are upset because this is apparently not going to theaters anymore. It's going straight to. Amazon straight to prime. Yeah. Doesn't look very good. I think it looks fine. I think it looks, yeah, I think it looks great for a streaming movie. Would you pay to see it in theaters? No, I would not. Yeah. There you go. What they should have done is gotten Sam Elliott to play the same guy. Oh, that would have been good. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, year old bouncer. I mean, listen, I will say like Jake Gyllenhaal looking just charismatic as all hell in this. Jacked as all fuck. Oh, fuck. Yeah. 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 But yeah, he's looking suave. Like, uh, you know, I listen, I'm 
Never seen the original Roadhouse, so I don't know if this is even close to what the original Roadhouse was about. I'm going to assume yes, but whatever. Yeah, he looks beyond jacked in this. More jacked than he's ever jacked (laughs) before. You might say. Yeah, he's yeah, he's not. That's the new term now. He's so jacked. The term is now jaked. Okay. (laughs) Also got a trailer for the Ministry of Ungentlemanly Warfare with Henry Cavill. I didn't get this just came out. I think what today as of this recording Uh, today, I just I did not get a chance to see it yet, but I want to watch it. Looks fun. Guy Ritchie, Henry Cavill, they're teaming up again. Yeah. Also, Jerry Bruckheimer. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's actually, I'm more interested by the Oh, really? The I was, when Bruckheimer. I saw that, I went, ooh. Because I was like, Henry Cavill, Guy Ritchie, World War II fighting Nazis. Yeah. yeah. And then I was like, Jerry, but the guy who did the bad Batman movies. Uh, but also the guy who did things like Top Gun. Never seen it. A lot of, the uh, the Rock never seen it trying to think of the good michael bay movies armageddon things like that like he was he in it you know wait hold on i'll find you've definitely seen jerry bruckheimer movies and enjoyed them hold on jesus yeah when i was eight yeah i'm not anymore yeah but that's the last time you enjoyed any movie ever no that's the last time i enjoyed life there's a difference okay how about black hawk down how about bad company how about remember the titans how about pearl harbor coyote ugly gone in 60 seconds I liked that one. There you go. I found one. Pearl Harbor was not very good, though. National Treasure. There you go. How about that Never one? saw it. Yes, you did. Nope. Yes, you did. Nope. Yes, you did. I didn't, Chris. Con Air. I liked Con Air. Dangerous Minds. That's a child. Bad Boys. Crimson Tide. Chris, Days can we Thunder. please spend more Beverly time? Beverly Hills Cop. Let's, I'm reclaiming my time, Senator. Flashdance. Because I want to talk instead, instead of using our time to talk American about Gigolo. this series of films by this guy. Yes. This fucking guy. This fucking guy. I would guy. rather use our time yes. to talk about a movie that you would like to talk about. Yes, I would. Is that my cue? Can I take it now? Which is Madam Web. Yes, no. thank God. <laughs> Ghostbusters Frozen Empire. We got not one... But two trailers. There's an for international trailer, There's right? There's an international trailer and a domestic trailer. I didn't see the international one. They are pretty different from each other, too. I've heard that. They are very different, which is really exciting. Like that they felt that there is enough in here to do two. That they completely felt that we are so different from the rest of the world. Yes, that's true. That the rest <laughs> it does a little bit. It does feel a little bit like when I watch the international trailer, I'm like, you're definitely appealing. To a different market with this. Like yeah. there's something it's appealing less to sentimentality to and more to like, here's just the fucking plot of the movie, guys. Yeah. It looks great. I I listen, I, obviously I'm in the bag for this, but you know, this could go the other way. You know, if you love something, it could come out with a trailer and you go, Oh god, they're gonna they're killing this. This, every time I've seen something with this, it looks fantastic and it gets better. Every time. I'm so excited for this. I'm I'm I think they're doing it. Chef's kiss. Spot on with this. Some of the ghosts look puppetry, look old school, like the original, so it feels like it's in the world. This I like the new villain. I like the new cast. I like everything i'm love i think i'm right it looks uh, the other thing is this trailer looks like it makes me correct that walter peck is the mayor of new york city oh yeah and and any trailer that makes me right is okay in my book (laughs) uh what do you think as a non-partial judge yeah how's this look i think it looks good it looks like a ghostbusters movie and that's a good sign yes it does um i'm still um a little more hesitant i think than you are but not much i loved the last movie as well yeah 
Um, I think this looks good. I have no reason to think that it's bad. It feels at least if nothing else on par with afterlife. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. Or, and I could expect it to be, you know, there's a range of like, maybe it'll be a little worse. Maybe it'll be a little better. Maybe it'll be exactly the same. Who knows? I, I, you know, I've been, we have Chris, we have been screwed over by trailers so many times. For sure. I think I've just become very uh, cynical. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I think not even numb more like, like we just, what's the fucking, um, What's Zack Snyder Star Wars called? Oh, fuck. We just talked about this. How do I not remember what this is called? We just talked about we this. We just talked about it. I don't remember any characters' names. I don't remember its name. I don't remember my birthday. I don't remember how old I am. Oh my I don't God. know where I am right Wait. now. <laughs> Hold on. No, I'm not going to look it up on my phone. No, well, I'm going to do this. It's in here somewhere. Rogue Wars. Star Rogues. Hold on. Oh my gosh. Is Rogue in it? Rogue Flame, One. Chi- Flame, Child of the... I can remember, almost remember the, the secondary title. This is fucking dog Rebel shit. Moon. Re- is it Rebel Moon? Rebel Moon. Christ. Anyway, I thought that looked amazing. Rebel Moon. Christ on a crack. <laughs> keys to the cheese. Keys to the... Rebel Moon, keys to the I cheese. I thought it looked fantastic based on the trailer, and then yeah. we watched it, and I thought it was dog shit. So, yeah, like, I'm true. just, you know... I trust these guys, but they have switched places from my understanding, yes, right? Like yes. the director, writer. Yeah, they, they team. flipped. Yeah. So, you know, I'm excited to see. I don't want them to lean too much into nostalgia. I thought the first one did a great job of just sort of dipping their toes in. This mm-hmm. one looks like fucking everybody and their goddamn grandma's back. So who knows how it's going to go? But I'm, I'm optimistic. But it looks like they at least they're progressing everybody and their grandma. You know yeah. what I mean? Yes. Like they're giving them something to do that is that, that, you know, they, it's not like they just sat in stasis for mm-hmm. 40 years and then we just pick them up. Like it looks like a of whole course, lot of shit. Sure, whatever. And I don't, I don't good. actually know if that's true or not, but we'll find right. out soon. I think also again, and I, I actually do mean this. So the fact that they gave us a, a, they were able to do a domestic trailer and an international trailer. And they're two very different trailers speaks to me that there's enough in this movie that they went, yeah, we could show all of this in this one trailer and we'll show all of this in this one other trailer. And it's still like, there's enough good stuff in this movie to make up two different trailers and still have the rest of the movie, you know? So I'm like, okay, that, that speaks. Cause if they, if they were like, we don't have much to show in this, they would release two trailers that are almost identical, which we have seen before and isn't surprising. But I was like, wow, I am shocked that on the same day they released two trailers that are very different from each other, which I'm like, if you think you have that much good material and it still doesn't feel like I know the entire plot of the movie, like they don't even mention the name of the, I know what the name of the big bad is because of a toy, but they don't even mention it in the trailers. By the way, it's Garaka. Say that. Just say the word Garaka. B.A. Garaka. Yeah, see? It's fun. Garaka. Garaka. That's funny, because I felt that way about the Ministry of Ungentlemanly Warfare, which was that, like, I watched the trailer and I was like, okay, so that was the movie. Right. And this (laughs) I was like, I can't, I think I know some of the movie, but I can't piece together. I know the first, like, 40, I know some of the first 45 minutes, I feel like. Right, you know the setup to the conflict. Right, but I don't know where, like, certain things, you know, Certain times you can watch a trailer and you're like, oh, this is going to be the very end of the movie. This is the very beginning. I think I know. I think they pretty much established what the first scene is, which is in the trailer, which is fine because it's the first scene. Yeah. 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 And then at some point something happens like the whole city freezes. But I'm like, I can't tell if this is the half of the movie. I can't tell if we're 45 minutes into the movie. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know where we are in the movie. It seems like a lot happens during that time, but I can't tell how much like. But I, I love that. 
That's what I want. I have no sense of time in this, which is exactly what I need. Yeah. That's pretty much all I got. Should we, before we get out of here, we have a kind of a special bonus reading assignment. Should we go on to this? Let's do it. Yeah, Chris, Binary C is a new comic series written by Graham Blackaby. I did hours of research on this writer, and here's what I discovered. Graham Blackaby isn't the name of a character from Lord of the Rings, but it should be. What did you think of Binary C? This is a really interesting first issue to a comic. This is it's it does exactly what a first issue should do, which is lay a lot of the groundwork. And there's a lot of interesting stuff going on here. And it's enough that I went. It ends giving me enough information and ends with enough mysterious things happening that I go, shit, I got to go on to the second to the second issue. Yeah. I got to figure out what the hell is going on here. Yeah. It's and if and if he can keep this kind of pace up, you're going to have people stay with this for a very long time. Yeah. Because it's one of those it's kind of a slow burn. It is. Until the very end. And yeah. it's a but it's a burn enough that I go, "All right, it gets me to the next page. Okay, now I want to see this." And then it ends and I go, "Oh fuck, that was weird." And then you have to go on to, to issue two. So I, I enjoyed this. This was a really interesting read. And it's also something that it's it has a lot of stuff in it you don't see in everyday comics. So it's definitely one a good one to put on the pile when you want like a, a nice cl- palate cleanser. When you're like, I've read so many capes and tights that I want to read something different just to mix it up. This is a good one. This is a, this is a really good one. Yeah. Yeah. How are you feeling about this? I love it. Yeah. Uh, I'm very, very excited to see where it's going. I was worried for the first, maybe half or three quarters Yeah. that I knew what type of story it was and that I was not going to enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, because you know me. And if you've listened to this show for long enough, you know that like wordy stuff, stodgy, stuffy, like slow burns, dry. It's not really my jam. I really like stuff to, I, I like as minimal text as possible. I want to be able to fly through these pages and just see what people are doing. I'm not so great with language. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Letters are not my like top thing. Yeah. yeah. It's very good. Uh, and yeah. It, it, there's a huge twist that encourages me and leads me to believe that the following issues will be much quicker because this had to, you know, if you do a Superman story or a Spider-Man story, a Batman story, you can skip the origin. You can skip who these characters are. We know who they are. Yeah. But if you're doing a brand new story with brand new characters, it is important to lay the sort of boring groundwork you yes, have to about sure. who these people are, what their relationships are to each other, why they are where they are. Right. And they do a good job with that because it's not even like you don't even see the characters go, hey, we need to go on this trip and I need to go on this adventure. Well, I'm going to gather this crew together. You're already there. It's already happening. The crew's already assembled. Right. There's already someone who said like, hey, we need to go on this trip. And now they're there and now we're doing it. So like, yeah, yeah. they did it. The we're best. in act two already. Right. And they, yeah. they did it the best way that they could. 
And now we can in, now they can just show us who these people are. Right. And then introduce what the actual story is, yeah, which yeah. is what happens in the last like five pages of the story. Yeah. So really quick for those listening, uh, the binary C opens up in the time of I think it's King Charles, they say. Ah, it's 1806. 1806. There it is. And we're on board a ship, a British military ship. The HMS Pontus. Thank you. And we have a captain who is a real jerk. He's just Thomas Willett. He's just a real son of a bitch. And then and none of his crew really likes him. And he's pissed off because he's got to be there because the king told him to be there instead of doing what he was hoping, which was like promote him. And you're like, why is he there? And then you discover someone who's held onto the ship. And uh, that is why they're there. And then you find out. There's some other people. Oh, they just got done attacking a pirate ship, and there's some pirates captured on board as well. This is all set up because all these people, we, we, you know, whenever you're on a ship, you're literally just stuck on that ship. And so it's important to know all the characters there. But uh, that was a really weird thing to say. Anyway. Well, essentially, you have three groups of people. You you have the British Navy, you have the pirates, pirates, and then you you have this, like, brother and sister who are also there. And then you think... Oh, this is the type of story I'm going to see and hear or to, to, to have unfold in front of me. And then at the very end, it takes a very different twist that you will not see coming. Yeah. And then it just stops <laughs> on, a, on, a, on a cliffhanger where you're like, oh, fuck. Now, I, yeah. what the this fuck is the reason that? we always this is the reason we don't do like single issues. <laughs> you and yeah. I, this is the reason yeah, we always wait like, until volumes come out now. Now but, I want um, it. Give it yes. to me. But yeah, it is. It is. And you're right. It does. It it has to lay a lot of pipe in this first in this first issue. And so what I would say is uh, when you read this, stick with it because it is. You're right. Like it doesn't the flow is not that fast. It is a, a slower, a slower read because it is a little wordier. This is not, by the way, a critique of the writing. It just is what it is because it has to do this and they do it well. Graham does it very, very well, but it is, it you know, for first issue, it is. You're right. It is a little slow and a little heavy because it has to lay that that groundwork for it. Well, and because it needs the ability to have dynamics it has to start low and get high and so there was a little bit i know in the middle i started to be like where are we going with this because i think i know because and it was more on me because i was like okay i know yeah 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 i know what this storyline is okay (laughs) so she's there because of that so now what the whole basis of this comic is because they're going to go on this goose chase over here so let's get with it and then it does not do what you think it's going to do so if you can get to the end it's going to hook you I, I can guarantee it. Full disclosure, Chris cannot guarantee that. Whatever money you pay is permanent. I can guarantee it. And if you are not hooked, you can sue me. <laughs> Please don't. Do, do not do that. I, and you can sue Andrew, too. No. Let me tell you. And actually, you can sue him more. No. Okay? Please don't. You can double sue him. You will him, get nothing. All right? You'll Which get... is a legal term. Yeah. All right? <laughs> uh, just tell the judge that you wish to double sue Andrew Dunn. Oh all right? You don't even have to like tell Andrew that you're doing it. Just walk into your local courtroom and just don't knock. Just go in. It's fine. The door's always open in the courtroom. Okay. And just yell, I wish to double sue Andrew Dunn. Yeah, they actually have a pot of money in there. If you just say that, they'll just give you a bunch of money. Yep. 
Yep, 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 yep. And a key to the cheese keychain. I swear to God, I'm going to sue myself. Yeah. Just to get that key to the cheese. Just to get it. Yeah. But yeah, it, this is it is definitely worth getting all the way through. It is a really good. Re- and listen, the, the way that, the, that Graham lays out this exposition is really good. I mean, it, he he does it with a deft touch of like, I'm going to give you the exposition that you need, but not all of it. Uh, you know, yeah, yeah. he lays out just enough of like, here's the detail you need to know so that this conversation is making sense. Mm. OK, other than that, like it's not, you know, it's not huge paragraphs of like when we were four and we played underneath that tree. No, none right, of that yeah. shit. There really is no fat to this. Like you kind of need all of it. Yeah. You need all that information. Like the, the one conversation, the only time it got slightly clunky for me was the conversation between the captain and the woman. Oh, but yeah. I also went like, oh, I need this information. Do you know what I mean? Like it's, right. that's, that's well, and it's the, not just information. You see how the characters are reacting to each other and to the things that are said. It's giving you a lot all at once. And yeah. I was like, OK, I understand that I need to know all of this right now or else we can't move on. So, you know, again, that's the only part that gets slightly clunky for me. But it's a ne- it's one of those things where you're like, that's a necessary evil. You have to do that. It, it's there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. Otherwise, if you smooth it out, the the issue becomes, you know, 56 pages or something. Right. But yeah, this is this is great. This is really good. I'm really where did this come from, by the way? So, yeah, this was written by Graham Blackaby, who goes by Captain Midnight on YouTube. He's a YouTuber who writes video essays, who I'm a huge fan of. And he's always for years and years, he's been um, faceless. He's just been a voice with sort of graphics and stuff on his YouTube videos. Yeah. And he was so proud of this comic that he wanted to promote it as much as possible. And he did it by doing a face reveal. Um, His name wasn't even released before this either. Like it was just Captain Midnight. Okay. Uh, And so he did a face reveal. He talked about everything that went into it, how proud he was of it. He had a Zoop campaign, which is sort of like a Indiegogo or a a Kickstarter for comics. And um, we've done that a few times. We did that for Legend of Althea. Yeah. uh, Which we both really liked as well. So I had it over there. He was selling it. For fucking two dollars. That's, that's the price for the keys to the cheese. Yeah, man. Yeah. You could easily get double that. I think yeah, I know. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. But for the digital copy, yeah, yeah. I, I did both. So I did a digital and a um, uh, physical copy, which is yeah. should be coming pretty soon. The artist is Jason Piperberg, who did Raising Dion. And uh, the colorist is Luca Romano. I think all of them do a great job. Evidently, they worked very closely together also with sort of storytelling because this was Graham's first story, his first comic. He had done some like script writing in school, uh, he had said, but he hadn't really finished anything or it it always felt like he was always writing like superhero stories. And he was like, well, I'm never going to get the funding for this, you know? And, uh, this seemed like he said a good way for him to sort of actually be able to make a script come to life. Right. And the, uh, the artists helped him with like sort of panel construction and stuff like that, because he had some sort of clunky ideas at first. He, uh, has said as well that, one of the inspirations, there were two characters, I forget who the other one was, but one of the inspirations for Captain Thomas Willett, the captain of the ship, was Jean-Luc Picard. I could see that, I like a appreciate. jerky Jean-Luc Picard. Right. Which is Jean-Luc Picard, actually, now that I say that right. out loud. Yeah, a little bit. It yeah. pretty much is, yeah. 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 Also, a little more um, 
trigger happy. Yeah. <laughs> Picard, I a little say. bit. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, also I, there were a couple little small potatoes issues that I had. Uh, I didn't notice the kid was missing fingers. So there's a part where they're like, I didn't. Infer- yes. Yeah. I didn't notice that until they asked about it. Specific and then I had to panel. go back. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like they start mentioning it and then I just had to go, Oh, I guess he is. Yeah. Well, at first they, the way they said it I was like, is he missing a hand? Right. And then it's like, no, just fingers. And I was like, okay. And then there, later on, there's a panel where you clearly see it, but I'm like, right. that was the first time. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So that might be an us problem, but it is a good idea for the future. You know, if you, it might be a good idea to give a panel that focuses directly on an item of importance like that, if you're going to reference it later. Right. But I don't know. That's very, very small. It's like a single yeah, panel yeah, issue yeah. thing. But yeah. And the other thing, the other issue I had, again, it's a very small issue, but it wasn't exported in a high enough resolution for me. Like full screen on my laptop was still pixelated. Okay. So if you want to make something high res for people. And again, this was like a, a you know, a crowdfunding thing. So like right. who gives a shit at the end? And it was yeah, two yeah. fucking dollars. Like yeah. the store, I can still read it. I can still see everything just fine. But sure, if, yeah, sure, if sure. you're going to put it on like a website or something for download for in exchange for money, might be a good idea to export a little higher quality. But yeah, other yeah, than yeah. that, it's a real good story. It is really good. You cannot purchase it anywhere currently, but I'm sure it'll be available soon. Head over to X or as we like to call it, Twixer and uh, YouTube. Mm-hmm. And follow Captain Midnight because I'm sure he's going to be giving updates on it. Yeah, this is yeah, this is really interesting, really interesting stuff. Yeah, nice, awesome. Uh, oh, hey Andrew. Yeah. Hey Andrew. Yeah. Hey Andrew. Yeah. Where can they find us? Well, they can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Pandora, SoundCloud.com slash The Media Lunch Break. You can find us on Twixer, where our handle is at Media Lunch Break. We're on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube.com slash The Media Lunch Break. Head over there to check out our latest video on uh, Margot Robbie and Greta Gerwig becoming the president of the Barbie fan snub. Oh, I see what you did there. Thank you. So that was almost the graphic that I put in for the Patreon. Uh, <laughs> I almost found the, I literally searched Barbie fan club and was going to try to switch out the words for snub and I could not make it happen okay yeah. Uh, you can also find us on TikTok, where our handle is at Media Lunch Break. We have mm-hmm. merch on Teespring. You can also visit our Patreon. I mentioned that earlier. It's patreon.com slash the Media Lunch Break. We do a full, unedited uh, video of every single episode where you can see our beautiful faces. You can see the sweet Wayne's World baseball cap that I'm wearing. Yeah, it is looking good, by the way. I wasn't Thank looking you. at that hat pretty much this entire episode. Yeah, I did not shower today, which means also, your I'm beard is wearing a hat. back with a vengeance. It is. I don't know why I'm just noticing this today. And in today, fact, but- if you want to head over to youtube.com slash the media lunch break you can see a weekly progression of my beard yeah (laughs) which has been occurring uh, but yeah, head over to patreon.com slash the media lunch break. We have different tiers with different benefits. One of them, like I said, is a full length, unedited, uncut. uncut. <laughs> I know every time, uncut. man. Uh, but it's video of us doing every single episode. And uh, there's cool it's, graphics it's that I make every single time. video of us doing every single episode. We <laughs> reenact right. every episode we have ever done yeah. in one sitting. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. the next week we add on to it. And that again is patreon.com slash the media lunch break. You can also send us an email. If you have anything you'd like to send to us, like a comic, Chris will talk about that later. But should you have anything you want to send us, like something like this that we were just doing for this guy, uh, send us an email at the media lunchbreak at gmail.com. You can also visit our website, which is www. I cannot keep saying that for the rest of my life, Chris. Okay, should we change it? Yeah, can we change the way websites are formed? Yes. <laughs> Great. Yeah, that's Get what I'm that. saying. Make Let's it a more palatable letter. Yeah. Triple X. <laughs> um, God. 
Christ. Anyway, that's www.themedialunchbreak.com. And you can also give us a rating and reviewing on iTunes, SoundCloud, or YouTube. Special thank you to Julie. Thanks, Julie. Even though she got snubbed by the Oscars. I know. What the fuck, man? I know. I thought she was a lock for best supporting actor. Best actor? Uh, Yeah. Best supporting actor. Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I would have pegged her as an actress myself, but. Well, you know what? That's because you're too confined in gender constructs. It's 2024, motherfucker. Yeah, you're right. Okay? So. Why has it got to be a motherfucker now? Why can't it be a fatherfucker? Oh, shit. (gasps) Oh. Because you're too confined to a gender box. Because fatherfucker would feed into the patriarchy of society, motherfucker. Why wouldn't you call it Father Pegger? <laughs> I've become the very thing I hate. Uh, like Andrew said, you can leave a rating and a review, and you can leave it right in app. It really does help. Uh, as always, if you leave that rating, it, it it really helps people find us. But if you leave a rating, a five star rating, even. And really, what other rating would you want to leave? Because it's no skin off your back. So, you know, just do it. Uh, But if you leave a five-star rating, you can leave whatever review you want in there. It doesn't even matter. You can just rip us a new one. This week, I'll tell you what. If you leave a five-star rating, go ahead and leave your version of why Greta Gerwig and Margot Robbie should have gotten nominated and why the Academy snubbed them and how they're sexist. That won't get old for a long time. How the Academy is sexist. What did I say? Not Margot. You just said they got snubbed and how they're sexist. Oh, yes. How I bet they is in in the royal uh, version. Establishment. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They with a capital the. They with a capital (laughs) hey. Hey, Barbie. (laughs) So I don't even remember what I say after this now. Um, yeah, you like I said, you can leave it right in app. It really does help. Leave leave a little review right in there. This has been the best damn day of the week, the Tuesday news day. Tuesday news day. Yeah, next week is going to be Oh wait, what is next week? Didn't we figure this out? Oh, no, actually we Fucking didn't. We we did fuck, what we do fuck. every week, which is we say, "Ah, we'll figure it out next, next week." Next week and now it's next week. Yeah. When is Madam? Oh, Madam Web doesn't come out yet, does it? No, it's probably never coming out. If That's we're... what we. Th- it's it's <laughs> gonna go. Oh, d- oh! I didn't know Bad Bunny was in that. Yeah, it's coming out with Roadhouse. Yeah, actually, wait. When is Roadhouse coming out? Oh no! Please don't make me do. Oh that. wait, when's Roadhouse coming out? No, it's not coming out next week. No, not for sh- for sure. It's not. We didn't just get a trailer and it's coming out next week. I'll look up to that. We gotta, we'll figure out something. I feel like there's something that we've gone like maybe next, maybe the next time. And I cannot, for the life of me, figure out what it is. Yeah, there's like nothing out. There's literally, in January, it's just Mean Girls. Oh, no, there's something. Hold on. It'll, I'll, I'll look. I'll. There's something. It'll be a surprise. When's Argyle for, come out? Well, maybe it was that, actually. When does Argyle come out? February 2nd. <gasps> so, is it just in theaters? Or is that No, is that on Apple? No, Apple's doing it. But is it in theaters? Uh... I think it's in theaters. Is it just in theaters? I don't know. Anyway, I didn't know it was Apple doing it. Maybe maybe I'm wrong on that. Maybe it's not Apple. Whatever. Anyway, that's not the point. The point is, I guess we could do that. We could do Argyle. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Madam Web comes out on Valentine's Day. That's right. That's Christ. right. That's right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Love letter to us all. <laughs> let's, let's very lightly pencil in Argyle. And then 
erase it immediately <laughs> when we figure out something else. Yeah, when neither of us find the time, time to, to go, go see, see a movie. Argyle, basically, is what it is. When I find out that it's not actually streaming on a streaming service, we'll very quickly figure out something else to watch. Yeah. But here's the thing. As you can hear, we're thinking about Argyle, but if you're in the, in the meantime, you're going... Don't do that. I have something better for you. Send it over to us, okay? If you've read something and you're like, here's the reading assignment. Next week, our reading assignment is Gull. Tortured Life. Thank you. By four different people. Also, fun fact while we're talking about it. Yeah. I looked online to see if I could find Tortured Life somewhere for sale. And the Amazon page for the comic, for the actual same comic that we are talking about, with all the same writers posted, looks like this. (laughs) Oh, gosh, I can't wait. Oh, my gosh. Awesome. awesome. This is why everyone should get the Patreon. Yep, that's pretty good. Just leave that up for a little while. Um, <laughs> what are the what material is that made out of? I think the less we describe this, the better. I think it's burlap. Anyway, <laughs> so. Uh, so, yeah, we're going to read. Uh, we're going to read Tortured Life. Uh, but in the meantime, if you're like, no, 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 I got another, I got another reading assignment for you. Send it over to us, okay? If you're a creator, you wrote a comic, you filmed a pilot, you shot a movie, anything like that, send it over to us. We just did it because we were going to do it on the reading assignment last week, and I forgot. So to make it up to him, I we did it this week. We will do it. This is what we're talking about. Tortured life is enough. Send it over to us. We will do it, okay? We'll Even sh- if we forget the first time, we will do it eventually. We will make it up. I swear to God, as God is my witness, I'll never not read it again. But yeah, we will point some eyes, point some ears towards it. We'll talk about it on the mic. Other than that, that is it. There it is. Look at that. There wasn't a thing. And now there's a thing. It sure That's is. That's how easy it is. We yeah. made a thing. Look at that. Uh, so if you're listening, go out, make a thing. It's that simple, all right? Yeah, we put in, like, no work to this at all. No work. I put in even less work than Andrew puts in, and Andrew puts in no work, and I put less than no work. I, in fact, Andrew puts in no work, and then I somehow come in and make his job more difficult. Yeah. By by not only doing no work, but even, like, almost working hard to make this worse. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yes. I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you can feel it draining your soul every single day. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I like the idea that you do negative work. Yes, I do negative work. So you're resting. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, that's where I live. That's That's where I eat my supper. I like the idea that, like, at night, like, in the days between recording... You're like, well, time for me to get to work on this podcast. And you just like put on your pajamas and put on your little your little Ebenezer Scrooge cap mm-hmm. and your little pajamas. I think I already said pajamas and your little Ebenezer Scrooge mm-hmm. cap. No, I put on two pajamas, though. You're right. Okay, great. Yep. And then you climb into bed. Yep. And get all snuggly. And you're like, time to work on. Me, 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 me. That's what I do. Yeah. What do you do? I know. I sleep next to you every night. It's true. I know what you do. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. You want to get out of here? I got to put on my two pajamas, <laughs> so it takes a while. I should get out of here because I got to get working on this. What should I What are the next steps I should do for keys to the cheese? <laughs> 
Chris, I need your help on um, this. You should. Okay. We need to get, I think we need to take this to a higher power. To the top of the cheese. To the top of the cheese. To the big cheese. To the big cheese. To the head cheese. What, uh, what should I tell them? In all honesty. <laughs> like, no jokes. What should I write to Arby's corporate? Don't tell me no jokes on this. Oh, wait, no. I can't even write them. I have to call them. Yes. You need to call them. No, no. I literally have to. There's only a phone number. I know. I know. You need to call them and you need to tell them that you tried to purchase your keys to the cheese keychain. And actually, you need to tell them everything. <laughs> I think you need to be the whistleblower on this. Should I write like a whole story? Not only. Yes. That not only did you go to your local Arby's to get the keys to the cheese and they told you that the truck had not come in yet and that they did not know where the truck was. But then upon further investigation first and then you tell them about whole about the voucher and everything like that. But then upon further investigation that, you know, that employees are purchasing this and taking the keys to the cheese. They are taking the keys away to the cheese away from the common man, away from the customer. This is going to end in a court case similar to a few good men, isn't it? Yeah. You ever see 12 angry men? You want answers? I want the cheese. You can't handle the cheese. Yes, that's what I want. And I want it. And if they if if you feel like you are not getting the respect that you deserve from whoever you are on the phone with, you demand to talk to their supervisor and you take this straight to the top to Benjamin Arby's himself. Yes, absolutely. All right. I this needs to go all the way. There is a conspiracy of the highest level going on here. I don't think here's the thing. Here's the thing. I don't think it's the employees that are buying the keys to the cheese keychain and then reselling them. I think I think this goes further. You need to follow in the words of the great deep throat. Follow the cheese. Do you think that Benjamin Arby's buys all of the keychains and then dives into them like a Scrooge McDuck character? Yes. Yes, I do. All right. Last thing I want to say on this. Yes. This episode, because this Mm -hmm. is not done. Maybe. If I don't return. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. Either. Please. Either. Benjamin Arby's has killed me for getting too close to the truth. Yes. Very likely. Yeah. Or it worked. I got my keychain and I have drowned in cheese. (laughs) Also likely. 